This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time. And Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Greetings and welcome to our second matchup in round two of the Podcasters' Cup. This is the FA Cup quiz tournament where podcasters and bloggers go head-to-head in testing their most recent Premier League knowledge. The winner will book their spot in the final. The loser will sadly be eliminated. Today's contest sees us welcome back two players who faced off in the regular season. The first is the mastermind behind the On The Counter podcast, the man who helped Mauricio Sarri pack his bags for Juventus, and who still claims to be the Nostradamus of soccer. Please welcome back Mr. Drew Pels. How are you, bud? I'm doing well, thank you. And I'm glad you included my proper title, Nostradamus, because that's what I am. Self-appointed. Self, they, I missed that part. Sorry, I'll have to go back and edit that out. My bad on that. Uh, his opponent today is a season regular and the chairman of the Kansas City Gooners, the man who beat out Tim Crean in his round one fixture and is ready to shake off any Mustafi-like tendencies. Please welcome the return of Mr. Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, unlike Skodron Mustafi, I actually win championships around here. <laughs> Oh, was that me? <laughs> Ouch. Come on, man. What did I do? Oh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Well, let's kick this off then with a quick revisit of fact or fiction. Uh, so the same rules apply as before. I'm going to give each of the guys a statement. All they have to do is tell me whether the statement I read is fact or fiction. Each contestant will get about 10 seconds to provide the answer, and each correct answer is worth two points. All right, boys, you are up first with this one. Arsenal began their Premier League campaign by conceding eight goals from their first four matches. Is that fact or fiction? I mean, it sounds like a fact to me. It is fact nice, yeah. Good stuff on that. That'll get you those first two points. Now, real quick, I am hearing rumours. Your favourite defender, Hector Bellerin, might be on his way to another club. Um, Is that fact or fiction? What are are the rumours there? I think that's fiction. I mean, there have been links to Barcelona in the past, and, you know, if that potentially became a reality in the future, it wouldn't surprise me. But the current ones are with Atletico Madrid, and they're offering us a a paltry sum of money plus a a 29-year-old guy who had one assist and zero goals in the last campaign. So (laughs) even as inept as we are in the transfer market, I don't see that being a reality anytime soon. Reality. We'll see see what happens. All right, Drew, this next one is for you. Chelsea tied 12 of their total games in the 2018-19 season, more than any from the last five seasons. Is that fact or fiction? That's a tough one. Uh, let's go with fact. No, it's fiction. Unlucky, bud. It's just the title nine. Uh, so that is a crazy one there. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, yeah. All right, boys, this next one is for you. English youngster Ruben Loftus-Cheek collected eight goals this season. Fact. Are we talking about in all competitions? Just the Premier League. Just the English Premier League. Fiction. It is fiction, yeah. Nice work on that, bud. That'll get you those next two points. It was just six, so not far off the eight, but uh, six overall. On Ruben Loftus-Cheek, what do we think of his uh, his progression as a footballer on the field? Are we thinking he's going to you know, get to the next Harry Kane-level status, or maybe not quite there? What do we think of that? I don't think he's... Uh, what is Harry Kane-level status? Is he going to start stealing <laughs> goals from teammates? I don't know I what that question that entails. Fan, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of talent there. I think the, the cruciate ligament injuries to Chelsea at the end of the year were a bit unfortunate. And I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek has suffered uh, 
like his compatriots in the in the fact that Chelsea really haven't taken advantage of the massive player pool that they have. But if the transfer ban's upheld this year, they're certainly going to have to, especially with two of their primary players out with ACL injuries until at least probably halfway through the campaign. So mm-hmm. I, I think there are good things in his future, and it's just going to be a rough year for him, not unlike the last half of it for Bellerin. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I wouldn't say Harry Kane just because they're completely different positions and players, but in terms of ability, yeah, I mean, I think Loftus-Cheek has a huge ceiling. I mean, you see, unfortunately, Hazard's gone, which was one of the players he linked up best with when he finally got minutes, but after coming back from injury, I mean, he should slot right back into the midfield. He should get every opportunity, and you see, you know, he's a somewhat regular in the England squad without being a regular at club, and I think that's just a testament to his ability and how good he really can be. Mm, interesting, interesting. All right, Drew, this next one is for you. Uh, despite his failures, Skodan Mustafi was officially the most successful Arsenal player in terms of defensive clearances, with 161 moments recorded this season. Is that fact or fiction? I have no idea. I would like to defer, but I don't know if that's an option. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's go with fact. It is fact. Yeah, nice work. Really? It. it is. No Isn't that crazy? Well, good guess, and you got it right. And we like obviously just mentioned a little bit about uh, Arsenal's defensiveness there, but Skoja Mustafi drew. Uh, surprising stat for you there? Yes, because I have no idea if that's a high, low, or average <laughs> number. <laughs> Of, I mean, I think in fact, of in respect to all the other Arsenal defensive players, he came out on top as the one who had the most defensive clearances. Whereas he was getting a lot of heat, especially towards the end of the season, from people like Boyce, um, because he was. Just... I, I think I think that might just be because Arsenal's defense was so bad. He was making more last ditch efforts than everyone else. Oh, okay, we'll take that. Boyce, is that too you... negative of a take? <laughs> no, no. Boyce, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, he rightfully took a lot of discredit towards the end of the year. That nonsense with Zaha against Palace when we were at home in a match that would have seen us through to the top four if we'd managed to win it against a team we should have beaten where he just allowed the ball to roll past him and Zaha to run past him. You know, it's hard to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that you can't really... <laughs> there, there's no coming back from just allowing the ball to trickle by you and then watching a very speedy player run by you at the same time as well. So Sadly, not, uh, how, def- not how defenses work these days. But uh, anyway, yeah. we'll see. Uh, boys, this next one is for you. Manchester United managed to collect a red card from back-to-back EPL fixtures this season. Is that fact or fiction? Oh, man, I'm trying to trace through the season. Fellaini seems like a good candidate for getting one. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll go with fact. It is fact, yeah. Nice work on that button. That'll get you the next two points. It was away to Burnley and away to Watford uh, in September. They obviously started their campaign real well. Um, so nice work on that, Man United. All right, Drew, this last one is for you. Harry Kane recorded the second most assists for his club this season behind Christian Eriksen. Is that fact or fiction? Uh, I'm going to go with Fiction. It is fiction, yeah. Nice work on that. He wasn't quite the wonder kid that everyone claims him to be. And now I do actually want to ask both of you on Harry Kane. I know I just mentioned his name earlier, but uh, as neutrals or perhaps enemies uh, to said team, uh, moving forward with Harry Kane, what do we think he's going to be like in this next season? Is he going to kind of bounce back and get thirty plus goals, or is he going to? Are we going to start seeing this dip? Maybe. What do we think on that, Drew? 
he definitely should be scoring 30 goals every year. I mean, he's been consistent, even though there were calls when he first uh, started with Spurs in the Premier League, that he'd be a one-season wonder, and he's put that to bed. Sure. I think something that's very important for him is getting off to a good start, because he's perennially a slow starter, especially in August. So I think if he can get one or two goals there, it'll really kick him off right for the season, and he should be able to get 30 goals. And you may not like this, James, but command a $100, $150 million price tag to go to Madrid, Barcelona, or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually with you. I mean, I think it's at the point now where it's it's almost stick or twist. And if you s- stick with him and he doesn't perform, then uh, then the value is just going to tank. And then obviously with Levy being a shrewd businessman, as we know. But anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh, boys, what do you think? I, I think what you saw towards the latter half of the campaign last year was the fact that Spurs suffered with him in the lineup. I think they lost four out of the last five that he was involved in. And I don't necessarily think that's down to Harry Kane himself. I think it's more to do with his teammates and their innate deference to his talent levels yeah but Spurs were a better team without him and and, you know I I think Liverpool at this point are loads better than Spurs in terms of overall squad depth and quality so I'm not saying that Spurs somehow managed to win the most boring Champions League final in recent memory but (laughs) what I do say is that I, I think in his absence, the fluidity for Spurs is just far superior to what it presently is. Mm. And you have to question whether or not that means that Levy needs to go out and get different superior players to surround Kane and see whether or not that makes a difference or start to ponder whether or not you sell Kane and invest that money to build a superior squad overall with a little bit more depth where, you know, Fernando Llorente's thorax isn't whacking goals in and saving them at the end of desperation. And, you know, it's just, I I think there are a lot of questions and it's been weird in the premier league. I think as of right now, at least that the signings have been extremely minimal. The the rumors, the rumors have been prevalent, but the signings have been very, very minimal. Mm. And we're starting to progress towards July with the condensed preseason, it's going to be really interesting. I think you're going to see a lot of action over the next two to three weeks, and it's going to be determinative for, obviously, the battle for first between Liverpool and City, and then the battle for fourth, or mm-hmm. third and fourth, with Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham. And there, I don't know. I guess Manchester United could also be considered in that, but they're not anywhere near out of the wilderness. They've had a <laughs> terrible offseason, and they still have Solskjaer at the wheel. So, Ollie's at the wheel. Hold on, guys. It's going to be crazy. Let's go ahead and move on to our, our next contest in this fixture. And it is, of course, another round of In the Hot Seat. So same rules as before. Each person is going to get 45 seconds to answer up to eight quickfire questions on the Premier League season as possible. Each question is worth a single point. Players can pass, and the question will be revisited if there is time. Uh, Drew, you're going to take the hot seat first, bud. Are you ready, sir? Yep, let's do it. All right, so your 45 seconds starts... Right now, what are the two main colours of Huddersfield Town's home kit? Blue and white. Correct. Who are Man United's primary shirt sponsors? Chevrolet. Correct. Which team has the club mascot named Kayla the Eagle? Crystal Palace. Correct. What position did Everton finish on the table? Eighth. Correct. Who is the current manager of Southampton? Uh, Hassan Hoodle. Correct. Uh, well, in what month did Manchester City beat Huddersfield 6-1? September. No, it was August. What was the name of, what is the name of Watford's football ground? 
Vicarage Road. Correct. And you've run out of questions, bud. That's the first thing that's happened in this podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm here to make firsts. There you go. With 43 seconds gone, you had two seconds to spare. But uh, you got all the questions answered. And the one that you missed, uh, in what month did Manchester City beat Huddersfield? Yes, it was August. It was very early on in the season. So, hey, nice work on that, bud. Did uh, pretty good on Thank the points. You. All right, boys, you are up next. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do this. Your time starts right now. Who finished ninth on the final table? Leicester. Correct. How many full seasons has Mauricio Pochettino been in charge of Tottenham Hotspur? Too many. Six? No, it was five. What was the dominant color of Man City's third kit? Green. No, it's purple. Who is the current manager of Fulham Football Club? Oh, pass. Pass. What is the nationality of Arsenal's goalkeeper, Bert Leno? German. Correct. Who scored the 96th minute game-winning goal between Liverpool and Everton on December 2nd? Origi. Correct. Where do Arsenal play their home fixtures? (laughs) The Emirates. Correct. And time has just expired. You got a mix of easy and hard questions there, bud. Uh, but you got a little bit of a hole there, so we'll take that. Um, questions that you missed. Uh, so I told you it was purple. Scott uh, Parker. Scott Parker. Who is the current manager of Fulham Football Club? Yes. Good old Scott Parker, Tottenham legend, uh, of course. Divock Origi you got. I think you got the rest of them. So yeah, nice work on that, guys. All right, let's go ahead and move on swiftly to our last contest in this fixture, which is, of course, another round of player profile. So as usual, the rules are exactly the same. I'll be providing five different clues to a Premier League player. First person to shout their name and correctly guess said player wins those two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. For this contest, the clue to these players is in the middle. In the middle. Let's translate to players who are considered midfielders in the beautiful game. Guys, you ready to do this? Certainly. They're ready. They're fired up. All right. Player number one plays for a London club. Is an Italian international. Scored just two goals in his 20. Drew. Yes, Drew. Jorginho. Bam. Yes, sir. That is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. Uh, The other clues on that one. Where's the number five shirt? And plays for Chelsea. Nice work there, Drew. All right, player number two is a Brazilian. Where's the number eight shirt? Netted a decent nine goals in the 2018-19 season. Plays for West Ham. True. Yes, Drew. Felipe Anderson. Yes, it is. Yeah, nice work on that, bud. And that'll get you those next two points. Uh, the last clue on that one was first name is Felipe, Felipe Anderson. Um, kind of went under the radar a little bit, this player, but he seems to be a, you know, a pretty solid player. So we'll take that. We'll take that. See how he goes in the next season. All right, player number three has been with this club since 2013. Is 27 years of age. A Danish international. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Christian Eriksen. Bam, there it is. Said with confidence. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And it'll get you those two points. The last two clues on this one were plays for Spurs. First name is Christian. Christian Eriksen. Nice work Nick, on... Nicholas Bittner. 
<laughs> Damn it, you got my next player. <laughs> he's no longer in the Premier League. I believe he's in the Pension League. He's in the <laughs> Pensioners League. I love that. Um, all right, player number four. Used to play for Manchester United. Currently wears the number seven shirt. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Henrik Mkhitaryan. Nice grab, sir. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those points. Uh, the other clues were, is Armenian. Plays for the Gunners. First name is Onrik. Onrik Mkhitaryan. So nice work on that. Uh, now, here's, I'm going to throw this out there because this is, this is kind of cool. Uh, this game, as it stands, is currently tied. We are both at 14 points. So that spot in the final hinges on this last player. Deep breath, guys. I know you're very nervous. <laughs> Boys, please <laughs> ring in early like you do. That <laughs> only right. works with Jared. <laughs> it only works with Jared. Love it. All right, here we go. You can call me Jared for the next 30 seconds. That's fine. <laughs> Jared's going to be listening to this. Guy. What the hell, guys? Come on. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Deep breaths. Here we go. The final player of the game plays for Manchester City. Wears the number eight shirt. A German international. Drew. Yes, Drew. Ilkay Gundogan. It is. Absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. The last two clues on this one were is 28 years of age. First name is Ilkai. So, yes, nice work on that. Drew, sir, congratulations. You have booked your spot in the final of the Podcasters' Cup. How are you feeling, bud? I'm feeling fantastic. This is the second game in a row that it's come down to the wire. Yeah. I like to give my fans and supporters a little bit of a heart attack. Not too much, <laughs> but just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, excited to be here. I'm sure Todd is listening. Todd called me out on the last podcast. So, Todd, I'm coming for you on this one. <laughs> God. <laughs> Boys, sir, commiserations. That was that was real close, real close there. Not quite there, but uh, you, you had a good run, real good run. It's true, it's true. I put it in a yeoman's effort, and at the end, I came up just a little bit short. Not unlike the club that has my affections for reasons I've yet to understand. <laughs> Love it. Uh, real quick, let's talk about Arsenal's season moving forward. Are we thinking positive thoughts here? Slight building still going through with good old Unai Emery. What are, what are our thoughts there? I have no idea why anybody would have reasons to think positive thoughts. I think the links to, to Kiernan and Tierney are, are good ones. We need a young left back. Uh, he's got a little bit of an injury history. It gives a, a bit of a reason for concern, but it at least demonstrates that we're buying in the right areas. But, you know, we're, we're still talking about Edu coming in and being the technical director, and he's still with Brazil, and it's almost July. You know, you, you start to wonder, obviously... You know, there have been the Gabriel Martinelli links. We'll see whether or not he's as powerful as of a Brazilian as people have led us to believe. But in the end, it's hard to compare because, again, nobody else has made any signings. But when you finish fifth and you absolutely bottle it over the last six matches when really all you needed was one win against Palace. Um, all that conversion or, from Aubameyang against Spurs. Don't forget that one, of course. I think that one stings the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, listen, you know, we drew Spurs away at Wembley. I'm not, you know, obviously that's one in which that if you, you go all the way back, but that's the, the butterfly effect sort of situation. Sure, I, sure. I look way, way more towards the end of the season when the opportunities presented themselves against Brighton and Palace and we didn't do anything. And I don't, 
you know, there there have been links to a number of potential defensive players, uh, a, a focus on, uh, you know, Freddie Jungberg just moved into the the first team, uh, and, you know, they, they sent Steve Bull down to the under-23s. I think that's interesting. Uh, you know, Jungberg was the coach of the, the under-23s for a while. He's got a little bit more of an exposure to our young players. I think we're trying to replicate Ajax. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the The academy system, I think, has some pretty solid players in it, but... As of right now, I mean, the defensive lineup, you can throw Tierney in there and a healthy Hector Bellerin, but there still have to be two people that are competent enough in the middle to be able to build out for a 4-3-3, and I don't mm. see that. But at least at least Peter Check is gone. Um, Back and, to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does that mean, at least he's gone? <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. He wasn't very good this season. Uh, and he. I mean, he's been, was burned Leno. It's not well, like he was far superior. Oh, if you check the goalkeeping stats, Burnt Leno is a far superior keeper to Peter Check. But and I mean, it's not like Check bears any responsibility for the Europa League disaster. But it was appropriately irritating to see Peter Check. I think over the last few days, as he has assumed the technical director role at Chelsea, say that we won the Europa League. I'm like, <laughs> who <laughs> is he really? He I didn't did. hear that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. That is a run, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, who is between the sticks for the other team when that happened? Right. Uh, no, I mean, again, you know, I'm not that much of a conspiracy theorist to think that that was bad. It's just abysmal defending. But until until you see somebody come in and put themselves in a position in the Arsenal back line as a center back who's actually capable and has a little bit of strength and some minimal level of intelligence, uh, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. to yeah. see. And, I, you know, I mean, losing Ramsey hurt, but retaining Mesut Ozil at this point, given his ongoing disputes with Unai Emery and his massive wages, is equally detrimental to the squad. So yeah, there's a lot to accomplish amongst some borderline competent people in the Arsenal front office over the next three to four weeks. And without that, uh, I think we're going to finish ahead of Manchester United next year. I'll take that um, as a win. <laughs> Somewhat of a win. And as much as fifth place is a win, yeah. There yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah. absent, absent some more signings, I just don't I don't see us fighting for that, that fourth position. And uh, I, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting year. If Arsenal are able to actually get in anybody and the transfer bans upheld for Chelsea uh, I think the the fifth and fourth positions are going to be interesting and unless Spurs finally actually do anything um, it might be a battle for third through fifth. Mm-hmm. Drew let's talk a little bit about Chelsea then obviously Eden Hazard has left the building so to speak um, Christian Pulisic is looking pretty solid right now but as as Boyce mentioned if the transfer ban is upheld what's what's the next year two years looking like? Yeah it doesn't look that fantastic, that's for sure. I mean, it all depends on how well players can step in in the aggregate and recreate Hazard's stats. Obviously, they can't replace him, even if they could buy someone. Chelsea have a lot of options to do it, but it's just a bunch of unproven options. If you take uh, Tammy Abraham, right? He was great at Aston Villa this year in the championship. Is he going to come back and play at Chelsea? Can he recreate that sort of success in the top flight. It's unknown. Callum Hudson-Odoi is going to be out for at least half the season. Same with Ruben Loftus-Cheek. If they bring back Michi Batshuayi, you know, he hasn't really been that successful on loan except his time at Dortmund. So it's just, there's no way to to predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And again, even if they could go out and sign somebody, there's no way they can uh, replace Hazard. He's just far and away too good for the team. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season for Chelsea. But uh, a real quick, Drew, do you and tell us a little bit more about your podcast again. Remind our listeners uh, how we can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, so my podcast is on the counter. I like to call it the voice of the American Premier League fan. So if that's you, whether you're a Chelsea fan like me, Arsenal like Boys, Spurs like you, James, whoever, uh, whichever team you happen to support, come on over. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or for Android devices. The app uh, Stitcher is the place to do it. And you can uh, check out all the episodes, everything I write on my website, drewpels.com. Very cool. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. And uh, thank you both again. This was an awesome contest. Uh, went down to the wire once again, which is what makes these real interesting. But uh, congratulations again to Drew, who will meet Todd in the Podcasters' Cup grand finale. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to listen into our other matchups if you haven't had a chance already. They're all posted on uh, iTunes and Buzzsprout. Uh, but as well, go ahead and leave us a uh, iTunes review if you would. And you can also follow us on other social media avenues. Twitter is at KickCornerFlag, Facebook, KickCornerFlag, and our website, KickFlag.com. All right, final words, boys. Oh, man. Am I excited about this season? Am I dreading this season? I don't know. But at least there'll be mornings at 6 o'clock in the morning where I'm drinking. So that's something. That's, that's something to savor. Uh, Andrew? 6 o'clock. That's pretty late to get started, I think. <laughs> <laughs> warm up uh, starts at four we'll take yeah. it <laughs> uh, but good job boys obviously well fought we went down to the wire um, but yeah follow me on twitter at Drew Pels I am I think a little bit more uh, excited for Chelsea season than boys you are for Arsenal season um, but yeah excited to be in the final can't wait and uh, I'm looking for you Todd I'll see you soon <laughs> good times alright guys that'll do it and until next time 